0: Hey hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. If you do love a relationship story, why not consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, or really helps out the channel, it truly does. And let's crack straight on with today's first story. And our first story comes from Throwaway Separation See who says, what my 37 male wife, 35 female did during our separation makes me want to make it permanent. And again, follows with an update. My wife and I had been married for six years. We have no children. Last July, tensions were high between us. I'm an essential worker. I work the night shift and sleep during the day while she's at work. She was working from home due to COVID and was very loud. This kept waking me up and making me a very crabby person. So I was admittedly very short with her and she was not accommodating to me at all. As a result, the time we did have together was very tense between us. It's normally a very happy time, but we weren't able to enjoy it at all. We made the decision to do a trial separation, both go to therapy separately and try couples therapy after a few months. As my company was frontline, they offered to put us up in a hotel so as not to risk our families. So I took advantage of this and moved out. I asked my wife for ground rules. My exact wording was, so that I understand this, are we seeing other people during this time? She angrily replied, if that's the first place your mind goes, then maybe it's not even worth it. I want to save our marriage, not give you an opportunity to go screw around. I apologized and assured her that I only wanted to understand where we stood. So over the past year, I've been in therapy. I talked to my boss and got my shift at work changed to the day shift because I realized that the night shift was really taking a toll on my mental health. I've learned to be firm, but open and communicative and not bottle things up. I honestly feel so much better about myself as a person. My wife and I started couples counseling at the beginning of this year and it's been really great for us. We both were open about what was wrong, both recognized the faults that we had and both committed to wanting to make things better. We made the decision for me to move back in the next month and bring the separation to an end. During our most recent session, our counselor asked if I had completely broken off any relationships that I had during our separation. I replied, I didn't have any relationships during our separation. We established ground rules that this wasn't about having fun with other people. It was about getting better for our relationship to survive. My wife replied, we never established that as a ground rule. I quoted her words back to her and she responded, well, I was letting you know that shouldn't be your main focus. I mean, if you were just gonna fool around with random women and not try to improve yourself, then there was no point in trying to save things. I responded, so you were using weasel words to have things both ways. Did you date anyone? She unashamedly stated that she had slept with seven men during the past year, that it was perfectly allowed and I was free to be with someone else if I chose. She stated that if I didn't want that, I should have clearly stated it. I counted that when I tried to broach it. She got angry and shut the subject down, and now she was trying to rewrite history. I told her at that point I need to think if I want to move in again or even try anymore because it's clear that she treated the last year as a free pass to sleep around on me. She says that I need to grow up and get over it. I responded, see, that's where you're wrong. I don't need to do either of those things. I just need to get over you. And after today, I feel that's going to be the easier thing to do. She insists that I'm in the wrong on this and that when you are separated is completely understood that you are free to see other people. Honestly, this behavior, the weasel words, deliberately ambiguous statements, and the constant deflection are the things that triggered me to blow up at her in the past. And the fact that this is still happening is just leading me to feel like I need to file for divorce and walk away. Am I making too much of this? I feel like I've made so much progress in therapy and I know she has too, but I just feel disgusted every time I look at her. I feel like she cheated on me and I get so angry. I don't know if there's any way to move forward with her. She keeps saying she did everything right and I need to stop trying to punish her because I didn't explore while I could. Would I be the worst person in the world for filing for a divorce at this point? I feel like I'm too close to the situation and can't think straight. What the hell do I even do at this point? I've been working for a year to fix my marriage and I thought she was too. Now I feel like we've been working on opposing teams. Now I just feel in this one, you know, the trust is completely gone. There's no way you're gonna be able to rebuild this relationship on there. And I feel like she's gaslighting you in some ways as well, that you did try to establish those ground rules and she just twisted them with, was it weasel words that you said? Something like that. But I'm gonna attempt to find some, some relevant replies to comments from OP down in the comments section. And we're starting off with Swansong92 who says, wow, looks like therapy has just enabled her to use the slippery fancy words to have her cake and eat it too. People like her don't change. Speaking from extensive experience with a mother like her, please divorce in a hurry and move on. OP replies saying she did that before therapy. I mean, she has come a long way. She realizes that my frustration at being woken up was justified and that she just needs to be more considerate of my feelings and needs. She used to give me half answers, mumble, or answer a question with a question rather than give a straight answer. This would always lead to fights. While she's come a long way, and admittedly the weasel words were prior to our separation, she's still using the same justification." "'I guarantee you, if I'd come out "'and admitted to sleeping with people "'during our separation,' I did not for clarification, "'she would have immediately said, "'we had ground rules, not admitted to the men "'she had been with, and made me feel like I betrayed her. "'There's just no winning with her.'" An OP replied to a deleted user where I can't see their comment, but said, "'I had no intention of seeing anyone else, "'so I brought it up specifically to address this situation. "'If she told me she was going to be sleeping "'with other people during the separation, "'I would have just moved right into divorce.'" After she got upset, I said, I'm sorry, I don't want to be with anyone else. I want to know where we stood and what is happening during the separation. I'm sorry for upsetting you. That wasn't my intention. She slept with other people because she left it ambiguous enough for me to believe neither of us would, but also for her to be able to blame me for not being clearer afterwards. Had I not said anything, she would have relied on the other part of her argument, that everyone knows when you're separated, that you see other people. Dr. Asma says, I say leave her, but I'm curious. What did the therapist have to say about it? Opie said, our therapist asked me why I believed that we had established ground rules. I quoted my wife back and said that when I had broached the subject, she became angry and stated that it was the wrong mindset to have for separation. And to me, that was her saying we weren't going to date other people. My wife responded that we had never talked about it beyond her saying that it shouldn't be my focus. We had established ground rules and I just had made assumptions without bothering to state my understanding to her. Our therapist then asked how we could be clear with each other so that we both understand the meaning of what the other person is asking and saying. When she said seven men, our therapist looked very taken back. So now we're gonna move on to the update. I've gotten a few requests for updates and as much as I'm embarrassed over this whole thing, I think it helps to get it out. We're getting divorced. Shortly after the big revelation, our counselor asked to speak to me one-on-one. She told me you need to walk away for your own health. You've made so much progress and so many positive changes. This won't work unless you are both trying and Tina is not trying. This can't all be on you because she'll keep dragging you back down. She told me that she was crossing a line by telling me what to do but she literally could not sleep after finishing up our session and seeing the look on my face. When I thought about it she's right. I've been using this time to become a better, more rounded person while my wife has been using it as a free pass to act like a teenager and has kept up the deceitful gaslighting behaviors that plagued our marriage for far too long. When I told her it was over, she broke down sobbing. She begged me not to leave, told me that I could have a free pass to go do what I wanted to get even and swore that if I'd been clear, she never would have touched another man. I have to admit, I felt myself wanting to say yes because for a second, she was the woman I fell in love with again. But it was just a second that I knew would end and would be back to walking on eggshells and playing head games soon enough. I told her we both deserved better than the people we had been to each other and the fact she thought I wanted revenge and still blame me for her actions told me that she hadn't learned to be better. She told me she'd do anything to make it work and asked what I wanted to see from her. I told her that I'd seen everything I needed from her and if she could only be better when divorce became a reality, then she hadn't made the progress I believed she had before that session. I served her with papers and I'm moving forward with a divorce. She asked me to please resume counseling sessions, but I've refused. I know it's the right decision, but I feel very conflicted. There's something inside me that feels like I'm doing wrong, even though I know it's the only way I'll eventually be happy. And we just finish up some comments on the overall post from Joshua. who says, my first time reading this and holy moly, my jaw dropped at the wife's news in therapy. Defo Not A Pirate says, at the end of my marriage, we were seeing a couple's counselor. After one of our sessions, my wife told me, you know, she thinks it's all your fault, right? So I decided to bring that up in our next session. When I told the therapist what she said, the therapist replied, that's not true at all. And wife, the fact that you think that shows you aren't taking the therapy seriously. You both need to work on this marriage and if you think that only he needs to change, let's switch to talking about how to navigate a clean and amicable divorce. My ex-wife's face turned beet red and she started breathing hard, then shot up and walked out of the therapist's office. Filed the next day on the advice of our counselor. And one more from Easy Wormett who says, as someone who went through their own terrible breakup with tons of gaslighting, it's complicated. The best way I can describe it is being at war with yourself. Your logical side tells you, no, this isn't right, no, that's not what happened, no, that's not what was said, no, why do I have to fight for your attention, and so on. While your emotional side makes up every excuse in the book for them and you fool yourself into thinking it's just a temporary thing or they get better or they didn't really mean it, the emotional side usually wins. Things like emotional abuse, gaslighting, manipulation and other red flags are much easier to recognize in hindsight. You'd be surprised just how much a person will bend over backwards to make something work with a person they love. Most often red flags go unnoticed because a person refuses to see them or are simply blinded by love and can't see them. That is not taking into account mental illnesses like borderline personality disorder or a person being a sociopath. That turns everything up to 11, to the point when things finally end. You feel like a shell of your former self. Now, what do you guys make of this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below, and we'll move on to another story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. My boyfriend doesn't want to marry me because I'm an immigrant. I, 29 female, moved to the US seven years ago as a grad school student from Indonesia. I met my boyfriend 30 male a few months after I moved and we've been together ever since. My boyfriend is a US citizen. After I graduated, we had a serious discussion about where our relationship was headed. I made it very clear that I wanted to eventually get married and have children. My boyfriend echoed the sentiments. I remember asking him if he saw that happening with me because i didn't want to be in a relationship with no future he told me he loved me and that we were definitely headed in that direction as of last week we've been dating for seven years we've occasionally talked about marriage but we were both busy with our respective careers so the timing didn't seem quite right however recently my company announced that there's a chance that my departments will be outsourced i'm on an h1b visa temporary worker so this means that i need to start looking for a job asap if i want to continue staying in the u.s last week during our anniversary i brought this up i asked him if he thought it was the right time to think about getting married as that will also help sorting out my visa issues he looked like he was about to vomit after much prodding he confessed that he wasn't planning on us getting married before i was able to get a green card permanent resident in the u.s I was incredibly confused because he'd never mentioned this before. His reason was that he didn't want to be used as a visa mule, his words, not mine, by me and that he wanted to make sure that I married him because I loved him and not because it was a ticket getting to stay in the US, which can only happen when I get a green card. It took me a while to process what he said and I asked him if if he'd be okay to move to Indonesia with me, which he wasn't. I did not react well and ended up leaving because I couldn't deal with what just happened. I am still in disbelief. I started dating him because he was the kindest, most thoughtful and generous man i would met. I now feel like I've wasted seven years. While the visa issues are certainly a problem, I did not date him with the intention of making him my safety net. I cannot believe that even after nearly a decade together, he doesn't know what kind of person I am. I feel like this relationship is possibly over and it hurts, it hurts so much. Now, I think he's the one who's being the arsehole in this. I think you made your goals very clear from the outset, and you've been together a decade now. I mean, if you was really going for that visa, wouldn't you have pushed for that a long, long time ago? And sorry, I meant nearly a decade, not quite a decade. I think it was like seven years or something. But as always, before we head on to the update, we're going to cover a couple of the comments and some relevant ones as well. So we'll start off with Sonic Master XYZ, who says, that's a really messed up thing for him to do. If it's not clear to him after seven years that you love him, then there's something wrong on his end. Immigrant status should not matter. It doesn't define you. Helpful Problem 2 says, you know what, this might be unpopular, but I think he just wanted to break up with you anyway, and he just used that visa mule thing as an excuse to do so. Again, I could be wrong, but I'm 90%. He either just did not want to get married or wanted to break up. The visa thing was the final nail in the coffin. You were with him for seven years. Did he ever make you feel like this before? Ain't no way this guy thinks he's being used as a visa mule after seven-fucking-year relationship. It's just an excuse in my opinion. Manville says, Seriously, if you were using him, wouldn't you have pushed for marriage much sooner? Like, right after you graduated? Unbelievable, I am so sorry. He is a complete asshole for saying that. I really want to believe there is something else going on, and he spoke out of his ass and feels terrible about it, but I don't know him like you do. You need to decide if having a larger conversation is worth having before sending the relationship to the grave. Recyclopath says you've been with him for seven fucking years and he said that about you. I'd be so disgusted that I don't think I could look at him after that. He strung you along and lied to you for the better part of a decade. ATGF says seven years is a lot of fucking work to pull the wool over someone's eyes in order to obtain a green card. Is someone whispering in his ear? Either way, think about whether or not you can remain with someone who thinks the worst of you, influenced or not. Now, let's go on to the update to see what that says. So, update. A few days back, I made a post about how my boyfriend of seven years didn't want to marry me because I was an immigrant on an H-1B, and he didn't want to be a visa mule. I got a lot of wonderful comments and DMs, a few trolls too, but that's expected from Reddit, lol. Because the thread got locked and the post was subsequently removed because I have a low karma account, I was unable to respond to anyone. I'm posting this update to do that, plus add in some more things that have transpired since. Addressing some of the stuff in the comments. I've been on a H1B visa for a bit more than two years now. I was on STEM opt for about three years after grad school. I had terrible luck with a H1B lottery and I got one in the last round I was eligible to apply in. Getting PR in the US is not easy. I know people who have been here for 15 plus years who are still waiting for their PR. For those of you DM'd me calling me a gold digger, you guys made me lol. I'm aware of the legalities around sponsoring a spouse for a PR, including the financial aspect. It shouldn't have been a problem for the following reasons. One, I'm a STEM major who recently shifted into management. I work for a large company and I do quite well for myself. My boyfriend is a teacher and our incomes are not comparable. He earns around 60k, I earn close to 300k. Two, we've been living together for six years. We have a shared account to pay for expenses like rent and utilities that we both deposit a large percentage of our salary into. The rest of our money goes into our own private accounts and we don't manage each other's money. 3. Because I'm very frugal, I've saved up quite a bit of money in the form of savings plus investments. If my boyfriend was worried about the legality of sponsoring me financially for 10 plus years, I would have happily discussed moving the money around. I was even considering buying a house so we could have made that a joint ownership thing. The point is, we could have figured it out. I haven't relied on him financially ever and I don't intend on doing that in the future. Four. I might not have considered everything, but you have to note that I thought about the marriage for visa thing very recently. Only when the threat of possibility having to leave loomed over me. This isn't something I thought about in detail at all. Regarding my situation back home in Indonesia, I come from a very religious and conservative family and had a horrible childhood. My family doesn't support my career choices. I cut contact with my family when I moved to the US, so they're not in the picture at all. I was on great terms with boyfriend's family. They loved me. Now for the actual update. He is now my ex-boyfriend. I took a few days to collect myself and then reached out to him wanting to talk. He agreed. It turns out that he has been insecure about earning less than I did for a while. Apparently, his friends have been poking fun at our relationship, calling me the sugar mummy because I take care of most of the expenses. He never told me this until now. He apparently didn't feel like an equal because of our pay difference so much and started feeling that I was only with him as a quick way to get a PR here. I was speechless. I couldn't believe that his friends gaslighted him into doubting our relationship. I reminded him how he had supported me when I was in grad school, like getting me groceries when I had little money to spare, allowing me to stay with him rent free in my last year of grad school to help me minimize expenses so I didn't have to take out a loan, letting me use his car when I was attending interviews. I told him that he did them because he loved me and me taking on the majority of household expenses since I started working is my way of paying him back for all the things he did for me back then. He said that he gets what I'm saying, but also that he didn't expect me to start earning more than him straight off the bat. I asked if there was any chance he'd consider going to couples therapy, like some of you have suggested, and he declined because he didn't think he was being unreasonable. He said that he wanted to be the provider in a relationship and that he didn't feel like one in ours. So there's no going back from this unless I quit my job and found another job that paid substantially less, which isn't going to happen. Well, long story short, we broke up. His family is in disbelief. They were hoping that he would propose soon. I moved into an Airbnb for now. A little bit of good news to end this update with. My company offered me a similar role in a different department. However, this is based out of France and there's a small decrease in pay. I've always dreamed about living in Europe and I've accepted this offer. I've signed the relocation agreement and I'll move there in the next eight to 12 weeks. So I don't get this one completely that he wanted you to take a lower paid job just so he could be the provider. Oh my God, what a moron. (laughs) That guy's going to wake up one day and he's going to go, what have I done? <laughs> but Dr. Librarian says, imagine conning yourself out of a happy relationship with a partner who loves you and allows you to be better off financially because your friends tease you about not earning the most. Why on earth would you not be overjoyed at the possibility of having a happy relationship plus the bonus of living way above what your means would have been without your partner? I'm so glad this has turned into a positive for you, And I hope Europe treats you well. Electronic Amphibian7 says, Never saw your original post, but congratulations. This probably hurts a lot, but you sound like you will always be able to take care of yourself financially and you're going to fulfill a dream. I hope love comes for you again soon. I don't know you, but I'm so proud of you for making such mature and difficult choices and choosing yourself. I'm a mum too, so know you have mum support in your corner. You will build the life and family support system you've always deserved. Jane, the queen says, and quotes his family in disbelief. They were hoping that he would propose soon. And then says, I hope he told them the real reason for the breakup. His ego is too fragile to accept the wife who makes five times what he does. And he doesn't want to live a comfortable life with few to no money concerns. I doubt he has. Br Edwards 1031 says, wow, my SO and I work at the same place in the same position currently. Though right now I'm making a little more due to a shift differential. He's perfectly happy for me to make more money than him and would laugh in anyone's face who tried to make fun of him for it, even if I made substantially more. I think you lucked out, even though I'm sure it's hard. That insecurity and old-fashioned perspective is nonsense. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a provider, but to expect your partner to quit their job and make a lot less money so you can feel better is ridiculous. You don't lower other people to your level. You raise yourself up. Now, What do you guys make of this one? How would you deal with this situation? I think OP handled it the best way possible, really. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below on this story and your comments on both of today's stories if you have a moment of your time to share them. A huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved in the stories, the channel, the liking, the subscribing on Twitter, all that good stuff really does mean the world. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day ahead of you and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row?